All right, Miss Lisa, we live. You ready to do this? Oh, I'm ready. You Let's ready? Let's do it. <laughs> and today I chose not to let anything win, but my drive to get me to the top. What it do, KTTV? This is KT, and I'm coming at you live with another episode of the Daily K Podcast. And on today's episode, I have the founder of Positively Productive Systems and the host of the Positively Living Podcast, Miss Lisa. Oh, wait a minute. Mrs. Lisa Zaragnan. <laughs> How you doing today, Miss Lisa? Uh, now that I'm chatting with you, KT, I am doing awesome. Well, you have to sing it when it's really awesome. You have to sing it. I appreciate that. That means a lot. Like, <laughs> so um, I, I'm honored to have you tonight. Like I say, just coming off the vacay. Uh, mm -hmm. So I appreciate you jumping in with us um, on, on the uphill climb of the week. Hey. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but I love having these conversations. So for me, this is another treat. Yes. Well, on Wellness Wednesday, um, it is only right that we check in first. So um, how have you been doing, especially in New York, uh, where it's a lot going with the cars, ETC, during mm -hmm. the pandemic and, and all of the craziness? How are you doing up there? Thank you for asking. Hey. I think we have been doing really well. I always consider us so blessed to have the health that we do. And when we do get sick, it, we, you know, recover fast. We've been taking as many precautions as we can. Yeah. Uh, we, we've been very careful. And uh, the only thing I would really like is for it to stop being cold in <laughs> <like> spring. <laughs> look, look, we're, we're in uh, Houston. So I want to say shorts for, for <laughs> Christmas, all this good stuff. We thought yeah. it was over. And yeah. uh, I think it was like 30 something last week. So I'm with you. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're ready. Yeah, so. yeah. But I'm hoping that it is almost over because, um, man, look, I'm ready to go outside. Same. <laughs> so jumping into tonight, uh, productivity, less is more. Mm -hmm. uh, so much of what we talked about. And, and so just jumping and thinking about me and even how I frame tonight, I always believe that uh, to have organization as a businessman, like I, that I had to let go of some of the essentials. You know, to make the business go, which which is what I talked about. So for you, talk to us about that background and how giving up some of those essentials kind of led you to the time and stress management field. Yeah, I think it's very common for us to feel like, well, you know, you, you have to let go of, of some things. And I'm not saying that there aren't choices to be made, but uh, my background and, and really what drove me to what I do today is being a caregiver for my mom. And uh, I cared for her for nearly five years while she had Alzheimer's. And I did this while pregnant twice and then having a baby and an infant or an infant and a toddler, I should say. So it was, hmm, this is challenging because I'm a pretty upbeat person and I see the silver lining in all of it, but it was a difficult time. So difficult. And I... I lived in survival mode and I know we can all touch upon that at some point in our lives and maybe even right now. And if so, my heart goes out to you, but I was in survival mode, just trying to get from one point to the next, just trying to get through the day. And when I was able to step away from that, when she no longer needed my care and I looked around, 
my first instincts were what we normally do. What do I do next? What do I fit in next? What uh, what do I do? Right. And something in me said, whoa, take a step back, take a minute and start to create some space. I mean, I didn't use those terms, but I was just like, clean up, you know, like clean out. There were so many things that I let go of. And I started clearing a path literally and mentally and emotionally. I was like, how about some self-care time, Lisa? You haven't had that in a dog's age, you know? And I just kept working through this process of, okay, pour into myself, pour into my family, create space. I decluttered physically, but it decluttered us mentally. It was really powerful. And so from there, I said, okay, I know when I figure something out, I want to help others. And I stepped into professional organizing because it was a very obvious next step to say, let me help others declutter and simplify and open up that space because it's powerful. But the minute I walked in the door and I saw what someone was going through and I held space for them and I talked them through what was going on, I realized that the clutter around them was really head and heart. And if we could figure out what's going on inside, we've got it covered because the inside and the outside, they affect and reflect each other constantly. That clutter and that clutter being the stuff that's getting in the way of the life that you want to live. And so I just proceeded like, okay, uh, I think it's not just professional organizing. It's it's productivity coaching, for want of a better phrase. It's it's life coaching. It's trying to find the balance of really how much do you need and how can you live as simply and effectively as possible yeah. so that you can make space for you. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Mm. And, and as we look at those... Um... I guess those pieces of, of kind of clearing out the clutter, you, you think about the people who sometimes are some of the closest people to you that can be creating that noise. And so how did, did you feel guilty as you were doing that? And if so, how did you deal with it? So when it came to the physical clutter, I think at first it was more like, oh, we're clearing out, we're cleaning, we're making space. And in that conversation, and this is definitely a takeaway for, yeah. for everyone tonight right away, is having a conversation of like, well, how do we want to be living? So I engaged my family, for example, and said, what do we want to do? It, and you can think about it in terms of the physical space and then kind of translate it to your mental space and your calendar as well. Yeah. But think about a room that you want to live in and with your family, let's say, and you say, do you want this to be a game room? Do we want to watch movies? What do we want to do in here? Well, when you find that purpose right? For that space. And again, translate it to any part of your life. When you know that purpose, now you can figure out what belongs and what doesn't. And it's a different kind of decluttering. People think decluttering, oh, I have to get rid of stuff. I have to let go. Mm -hmm. No, you are making space for what matters. Mm -hmm. So when you define it, there isn't the guilt because then you you have that purpose and you know what your goal is and you're doing it together. So that's how I avoided that aspect. And Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not that there isn't some guilt sometimes yeah, when yeah. when you're like, I know people will declutter physical items and be like, this was a gift. Yeah. But the bottom line is, does it belong in your life right now? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember looking at so many shows like Oprah and you know what I said? <laughs> like, is this enhancing your life or the life of others? And then yeah. they would say, no, well, tossed. And then that, that was it. Wow. Yeah. Eh, that's it. So, 
when we're thinking about the productivity for tonight, um, mm-hmm. you know, so often I've talked to friends or even myself, right? And um, thinking about the assessing of those critical components. Where am I and what am I doing that is giving me the most bang for my book? Yeah. So when I think about your work, um, as we talked about it, less is more. And that's what I was seeing. So is there any special, I guess, definition of productivity that you would say for tonight so we can really frame the conversation? Yeah, I think that's so important. Keep in mind that the concept of productivity as it, you know, originated was in the industrial revolution where you're you having workers who are creating things and you want to be more efficient with their time and you want to make more. And I feel like we've carried that definition with us into a space where it doesn't belong. We're in an information age. We're in an we're in a, a space and time where we have too much coming at us and too much opportunity to do too much. So So now we have to think of it as quantity over quality. And the best way that I can describe it is that to be truly productive, you are doing the right thing at the right time, the right way for you. Man, that is, you know, that that makes me talk about uh, self-awareness because understanding that everything starts with that mindset. Um, Yeah. As we get caught up inside of the inside, the lives, the the job, we have those breakdowns. And I think it because of that mindset and that self-awareness that we never connect to, to say, hey, you're at a breaking point. Like, stop. But you push, push, push. Yeah. So how does how do you when you're coaching clients or when you're talking, do you connect the self-awareness to the productivity? Okay, so the first thing is to pause and actually acknowledge that this is happening, to acknowledge the fact that we have a hustle culture and that that busy becomes the thing. I call it the busy badge of honor. How are you doing? I'm busy. And I asked how you're doing, not like, you know, and it's it's this connection that we have to our identity. It's this idea that, well, if I'm not doing things, if I'm not active, then I don't have value. I'm not bringing value. And then you get caught up. First of all, habits, right? So easy to create because it's that repeat pattern all the time. And then you're going so fast and so hard that you're not taking time to reflect. You're not going to catch it at first. So our first step, you're having this conversation right now. We're talking together. Let's take a deep breath, everybody. What are you doing? (laughs) And does it connect back to your purpose, to your values? Start thinking about what matters to you. Are you doing this because it's habit, because you're obligated, because it's just what you've always done, it's tradition? Or are you doing this because it connects with you and what you want to be doing and what you're meant to be doing? Yeah. And the thing is, I, I know so many people who are doing it uh, just because of habit or just because my parents did it. And so then that's life to them. Yeah. I mean, and that's a natural inclination, but I'm here to to stop that pattern and say, whoa, let's step back and, and talk about this a bit. And like you said, the self-awareness part, so many times do we even ask ourselves, what do we want? What matters to us? What works for us? And when you stop to think about it, when you answer those questions, suddenly you can feel where there has been discomfort in your life when something doesn't feel right. We, uh, you know, on the woo-woo side of things, I joke that I'm like half woo on my dad's side. You know, I love the science. There's lots of science behind this. But when we talk about this concept of alignment, it's like 
you're trying to do things in an inauthentic way. And all of this ties back to the work that you do, talking about intrinsic motivation, all the things we're talking about tonight, you know, curiosity and challenging ourselves and being authentic. But the only way you can be authentic is to figure out who you are and what you stand for, right? All of that ties in so beautifully together. And that's that's our first step. But so often we get so busy and so caught up that we don't even take that first step. Mm, man, that first step. And so then, um, and, and and maybe that was the answer to this question, but I'm just going to pry a little deeper anyway. Do it. Um, so, you know, you think about the coaching, right? But I, yeah. I don't want to do coaching. I just, um, I, I understand what you're saying. I hear you talking, but I mm-hmm. don't really want to call anybody. What can I do uh, at the house for me to start that mindset? No, that's a great question. And you were asking, you know, how I work with people. So I've given you a taste of how we stop, we think, we talk about these things, you know, bringing self-awareness, right? Figuring out who you are, what you want, what your values are. There's so many ways you can do that. First of all, I've made it super easy because I've got tons of free resources, not just the podcast, but I do talk about these things in the podcast. But even on the website, you go to the resources page of positivelyproductive.com and right on that page, page, there are a bunch of links you can access immediately to like personality quizzes, things like the big five that are a wonderful sliding scale of your extroversion and introversion and your um, neuroticism. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it means like your, your, uh, I guess, inclination toward worry and, and, and anxiety. Uh, there's, there's a different uh, set of five that, that go there that I use when I coach, there's a uh, Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. There's a uh, via strengths challenge. Uh, uh, there's a, a number of them. You can start with those to kind of understand a little bit like, Oh, I'm an introvert, which means I'm going to need more quiet focused time and recovery. Got it. Then I, I need to create that space in my calendar. You can uh, try a core values assessment. You can find something online in my free resources library. I have a worksheet. Uh, there's so many ways that you can start to explore more about yourself and your inclinations and your tendencies and how you show up in the world and tons of free resources out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, that is that is it. Um, yeah. Have you ever taken the uh, True Colors personality test? Oh no, that's a new one. I'm adding that to yeah. my list. Tell me about that one. <laughs> uh, okay, so they have um, orange, um, green, blue, and gold. Okay, and so blue being uh, you think with your emotions. Uh, yeah. The gold person like organized seriously. <laughs> uh, blue, I mean no blue emotions. Gold organized. Orange kind of the goofy person. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the fun person uh, who always kind of thinking on that, that tune. Mm-hmm. And then you have the uh, green person. So that's big picture, kind of like the why they need that why before they move uh, person. And so, okay. um, yeah, we, we, we use that at work, as a matter of fact. Um, so we got it on our badges or either it's outside of your door. And it kind of helps with, you know, problem solving. Or how do I want to approach? Uh, so, I mean, that's what we do. So just thinking about that. 
Oh, I like that. And it, it seems like there's maybe some overlap with uh, Gretchen Rubin's four tendencies. Mm-hmm. I know I happen to be a questioner. There's a, the rebel, the questioner, the obliger, and the upholder. And it's your internal versus external like yeah. uh, expectations. And mm-hmm. and it, it helps really with like understanding how you show up. And as a questioner, it needs to make sense to me internally. It needs to meet my values. I need to get all the data. I want to know all the answers. And then when I have that locked in and I'm behind it, move out of the way, I will yeah. get it done. I will make it happen. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, but again, all of these points of understanding and something that you just said, there's a wonderful twist on this. This is so important is not only understanding yourself, but when you learn those things, you learn that about those that you're working with or that yeah. you're trying to help or mentor. And it creates so much uh, better relationships and, and communication. Yeah, that that's what it's about. Cause uh, yeah. you know, crucial conversations are real. Yep. Hey, <laughs> I gotta add one more thing. When you're like, yeah. okay, what can we do at home? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I did mention get to know yourself, but the other thing I can say, declutter. And again, I have uh, resources to help with that. I created a framework called the Simple System to help mm-hmm. you create your own system for decluttering. Mm-hmm. But the bottom line is. It doesn't matter if it's my system or another system that you found that worked. The more that you can open up space and like physical breathing room and even on your calendar too, cut out like time where you take time to reflect that you have transition time, buffer time in between meetings, write that right there. um, That will make a huge difference in how you recover and how you process and, uh, just how you live. Yeah. Now you know you can't get away without telling us about the framework. So, oh, how how like, yeah. How does it um and like what kind of problems uh does it solve for your clients um uh, as you break it down to? Okay, so the simple framework is relating to decluttering specifically and that's mental and physical and that's setting yourself up for success, identifying those filters that we were talking about. What are your values? What are your purpose? Matching and pairing, limiting because you only have so much time in the day, you only have so much container of your life and then evaluating and keeping through that loop. The overarching framework that I use for coaching involves the the simplicity side of it, that like the simple framework, understanding self, which we talked about. And then the third component is systems. And you see, I didn't start with that. People are often like, oh, should we use this planner? Or do you use Trello? Or what kind of email or or task management should I use? And we're, we're not starting there. We have to start with you and your values and your goals and what you're trying to achieve and what you're doing already and how it's working for you and and all that first. And then we will come up with the systems. And that's the other thing that we can step away doing tonight. And don't be uh, intimidated by the word system. A system can be a simple, simple thing like you connect with someone that you want to have on your podcast and then you add them to a list and then you reach out and you bring them on and then you reach out again and you have a checklist. That's a system, right? So you can do that at home. Think about things that you're doing on repeat that you create as a habit that you may want to tweak, make a checklist, create a system so that everyone is on board. They're doing it the same way. You're good to go. And so that's the overarching framework, those three pillars that we do together and we customize just right for you. That's, that's how I work. Man, and nothing like a little differentiation. Hey. It's true. 
<laughs> so nobody's now, alike. <laughs> this one um, is kind of tight uh, mm-hmm. because we always talk about what gets you from A to B, yeah. self-discipline, right? Yeah. Hey. And so I, I was looking at the blogs. And so we're talking about the self-discipline with self-care. Yeah. Will you give us a little bit about that blog and show us how do we tie that back to being productive? That's right. It's a blog post and it connects to a podcast episode. And it was the idea that we're talking a lot about the the self, right? Self-awareness, but we're also talking about advocating for oneself, right? Self-care is hugely important. You see phrases like you can't pour from an empty cup. So if it does matter to you to give to others, remember you're the vessel from which you're giving, you need to care for yourself. And we see it way too often as optional. So on the self-discipline side, it's this idea, you know, we think about self-discipline as self-mastery and willpower, but I would urge you to think about it as something to apply to protecting you, to protecting your boundaries, to taking charge of what it is that you need to show up your best. That's how it connects to productivity. Man. All about what do you need? I mean, I had a radio show. And so each week I would do like these uh, productivity tips. And so we yeah. talk about meal prepping or we yep. talk about like laying out your uh, your your day before yeah. workout clothes or something. So um, as you go, and I know the picture is so much bigger than those few tips, but how do you keep that check in going with the clients uh, to even insert small tips like that or, or Like, is that later in the program? How does that work? Well, I mean, it can come in earlier as Mm -hmm. long as it, again, ties back to something that they're trying to achieve. There's a specific win, a specific pattern, a specific habit that they need. So keeping in mind, like when we go through, and it's mostly the the clutter, if you will, of that massive to-do list that you have, where it's like, it's magical almost, where it keeps getting longer, despite the fact that you keep working to check stuff up. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Okay. So with that, I have four steps that we work through and it, and you can work through it pretty fast, which is first, get it out of your head into a safe space, okay. write it all down, which you probably have done, but I need you to know, and this is so important. If you take nothing else away from our conversation tonight, please take this away. That what we talked about, getting it out of your head, getting it down is not your to-do list. It's your to choose list. And so that is where you start to apply the choices, the priorities, and you can look through this list and you can say, hmm, okay, uh, how can this get done? And notice I didn't say, how can I do it? I said, how can it get done? That's where you start opening your mind to innovating and delegating. And delegation doesn't mean you're paying someone else to do it necessarily. Delegation can be automation. Right. When we set up something for a podcast guest and they automatically get their their scheduler sent to them. Wonderful way to delegate what you're doing. The other element here is the idea that you may need to delay, that it is not a not not going to do it, not a no, but a not right now because you don't have the bandwidth. It's honoring how much energy you have and whether or not that really needs to be done right now. We get very anxious. Sometimes we get excited and passionate. I work with multi-passionate. So with all the ideas, the bright, shiny objects and, ooh, let's do this now. Hang on. Maybe we hit the pause button on that. (laughs) Come back to it three months, six months, whatever 
works for you and focus on these things. And then you rotate through. So you allow seasonal ebb and flow. And then, then you get to the do part. Okay. What do you have left on that list that really needs to get done? Now you start applying those techniques. You're talking about the, uh, 80 20 principle. You talk yeah. about bang for your buck. That's my favorite. Okay. The Pareto principle. That means you can get 80% of the way toward your goal with 20% of the effort. That's incredible. Yeah, that right. Incredible. Now, but you only want to apply that to that remaining um, set of things that really needs to get done. Don't organize what you don't intend to keep. Don't waste energy on the stuff that can be deleted, delayed, delegated. That's the key. That was deep. That was um. All right, um, y'all, we finna close the podcast. Right on. <laughs> so now, um, looking at these pieces, um, mm-hmm. really, that I think that was it. The simple. I was gonna ask about some simple steps to organize the the business, but I think you didn't. You didn't broke it down to. <laughs> Good. Yeah, uh, it can be that simple. Didn't say it was easy because yeah. you got choices to make, but one step at a time. Man, and that's it. You know, we we have so much. Um, uh, like Ray should say, choose what's important. Most definitely, that yes. is it. That's it. Yes, well said. And so, when you think about the work that you do, mm-hmm. and so I I was learning about like value propositions, right? Mm-hmm. So how do what makes you the coach to choose versus anybody in the time and stress management field? Well. When you talk about productivity the way we have, where we say choosing the right thing at the right time, the right way for you, that's also how you want to choose a coach. So I'm not right for everyone. But if you are a caregiver, if you are uh, trying to balance business and family, if you are multi-passionate and you love all the things and you're creative and you want it to be fun and innovative and you want to think differently because you have tried all of the the books and and the you know the answers that are out there that that come through as products that say hey do this and you'll be productive and you're like i did that and i feel like something's wrong with me i'm here to tell you you're not and that is when i'm the right coach for you you want to have some fun doing this and and feel like it really is not that complicated after all cuz it's yeah. not that yeah. that's that's who i'm right for <laughs> I love having these conversations because now I get to go back. Um, you know, my friends call, like I have so many of these conversations until it's like the things we talk about can just roll off. Yeah. And so when they call it, okay, well, what should I do about this? But like now I feel like this is one of the conversations where I have to go back and say, okay, let me see how to apply this because between school, between the podcast, uh, between the marketing, the funnels, the everything is, mm-hmm. it is a lot. It is. Uh, but I think you gave me the key on how to manage this thing, Miss Lisa. I love that. Hey, <laughs> so it. how how do we find you? Uh, how do we get a hold of a lot of this free stuff that you got for us? Okay, so positivelyproductive.com. And if you go to positivelyproductive.com slash resources, but you'll find you'll find it right on there if you if you go to the main page. That will link you to all of those fabulous free resources, the worksheets that I talked about, anything that I mentioned positively living the podcast. We talk about so many of these things with guests. And I also do solo episodes, walk you through. We talk about those four steps for tackling your to-do list. There's an episode about that. And also 
talk about stress management and we act on stress management, shall I say, yeah. on Instagram because I make a lot of wacky reels to make you laugh and to make me laugh and to make the point to remind us of what's really important and have fun doing it. So that's positively underscore Lisa. And I would love for you to come hang out with me over there if you yeah. are an Instagram person. So before we go, my last question. Yeah. What is the first or the main key to stress management? Knowing your stressors. Again, it goes back to self-awareness. Yeah. Because not everyone is going to panic about the same thing. Mm -hmm. There are people I know who would freak at hopping on and having this conversation. And this is like, I'm in my element. Yeah. Whereas if you have stuff that remains on your to-do list that could be just like keep you from sleeping, understanding how to manage, work through that, to set yourself reminders, to process that. It's again, it's knowing what your stressors are and then you can figure out how to manage them. That's the key. Mm, that's the key. Yeah. I sure appreciate this time tonight, Ms. Lisa. I mean, you really gave me some great insight. Really love uh, being able to share this just with the audience, uh, with some of the businesses, entrepreneurs, because uh, we need that information, right? Because yeah. it's such a go, go, go world. And so any way that you can give yourself a yeah. break, you got to find it. It is. Man, well, thank you so much. And um, Amen. <laughs> I'll look forward to thank seeing you. you soon. All right, child. This is KT for KTTV hey. signing out. 100. This is Darnell Broadcast Houston. This is Dr. Tamara Beckford. Hey, this is Candace. This is London Underwood. This is Kirsten Bass with Inner City Greens, and you're watching. Y'all are now tuned in to KTTV. 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 Is that right?